It's episode 60 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Before we get started with today's Keto for Women topic, let's chat about caffeine and how many of us are kind of dependent on the caffeine that we drink in the morning, the coffee that we have throughout the day. And really, I think we all know, and if not, I'm here to tell you that that's not really all that great for your body and especially your adrenals. And we talk about stress and adrenals and the impact that that has on our hormones so much here on Keto for Women. And it's a habit that we really need to work on breaking. One of the best ways is to try something different. Try a new approach to your morning beverage, and that really can make a huge difference and can eventually get you off that need for caffeine. And this is where I found Rasa Coffee, which is a sponsor of the Keto for Women show. So love Rasa on so many levels. First of all, they're a Boulder-based female-owned company, which is just near and dear to my heart, of course, but they are also doing amazing things for a caffeine-free alternative to coffee. It contains nothing but adaptogenic herbs. So these herbs are meant to help heal your adrenals, your stress response, basically do the opposite of what traditional coffee will do for us. And It does so in this amazingly delicious flavor that I can't even describe, but it really does take the place of that warm morning beverage, that need for coffee, and the best part is it tastes so good with some sort of fat mixed into it. So you can make a fatty rasa coffee and it is like heaven. It's delicious. I use ghee and coconut oil in mine. Oh my gosh, blend it up so yummy and you can have it throughout the day because guess what? It doesn't contain caffeine and is actually really, really good for you and your adrenals, your hormones, your stress response, all those things that we're working on with keto and just us as ladies. So the cool thing that I really love that I think you all could try if you are someone that's relying and dependent on that caffeine is to use rasa and mix it in with your coffee and slowly start that weaning process. So you could go like 75% coffee, 25% rasa, then do a week at 50-50, then do a week at 25% coffee, 75% rasa until you're totally off the caffeine. And it's just a great great way even to just slowly reduce that amount so you're not having these crazy withdrawals that I know a lot of us go through when we're reliant on caffeine. So Rasa Coffee, you have to check it out. You guys are going to love it as much as I do. I know that for a fact. And right now, because they are Keto for Women sponsors, they are giving you 20% off your order. So you need to go to rasacoffee.com slash Keto for Women. That's Rasa, R-A-S-A, coffee, K-O-F-F-E-E dot com slash keto for women. And you will get 20% off. Use the code keto, the number for women at checkout for that discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. I can't wait for y'all to try it. 
Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on Keto for Women today. Really excited about today's episode. I think it's going to be a good one because as I've done in the past, and I think I've mentioned it when I've done it, I changed my mind about what I was going to talk about today like a few minutes ago. So when things come out kind of out of a need or a desire that I see and want to talk about at that moment, it always comes out with a lot of passion. And hopefully that means that there's some good stuff in there. So I'm thinking that will be the case today. And I'm very excited to get started on the topic. But first, let's just chat a little bit. I did want to mention I had a really good weekend. (laughs) And part of that weekend that I wanted to share with you was being part of a gathering of my friends. It was actually my sister's 40th birthday party. So all the girls got together for a pool day and we do this every year. It's kind of a tradition for her birthday. And this year I hosted it and I made sure that there were a lot of different food options available that everyone would enjoy and eat a ton of, but that they were all keto friendly for myself. And so I know I talk about this a lot on the show. It's a question I get a lot just all over the place. And it is something that keeps coming up in just how you deal with social gatherings or family situations or going out with friends. And I just really want to keep reiterating the point that it does not have to be nearly as hard or as complicated as you're thinking it out to be in your head, where there's not going to be any food for you, you're going to make poor choices. And really, the best way to do that is to go prepared. So in this instance, since I was hosting, I did make more than one dish. And every single dish was something that I wanted to eat, but that I also knew the girls would like. So we grilled hot dogs. I asked them ahead of time if anyone wanted or needed a bun. None of them cared. So I didn't even buy buns. We just got some really great hot dogs, uh, had some different toppings for everyone. Everyone loved it and it was super easy. I had some kali hummus, which is cauliflower hummus instead of the beans. You just use cauliflower instead. I have a recipe on my website. I'll make sure to attach that to the show notes. It's so good. Again, really easy to make and lasts a long time. I had this actually in the freezer from the brunch I had earlier this month and just pulled it out of the freezer. And we had that as well. I chopped up some vegetables to have as a way to dip. And then I also had some Jill's crackers for anyone that wanted crackers. Super, super easy. And everyone liked that. And again, not something where it was only a food that I would eat and nobody else would enjoy. And then I did also make... um, trying out a new recipe that you guys will get eventually. Don't worry. But it was a taco dip. And taco dip is something that I grew up eating all the time. It was just kind of like this family thing and just a big thing where I grew up in Michigan. So, so good. But of course, it's traditionally made with refried beans and sour cream and cheese and all these other toppings. And then you eat them with corn chips. And that's what you dip in it. So I wanted to create, because it is something that reminds me so much of childhood, I wanted to create not only a keto version and not only a paleo version, but a dairy-free, all of these things version, because I just don't really like to eat that much dairy. I don't really feel that good when I do, but I like to eat a lot of taco dip. So I don't want to feel like, oh, I can only have a bite or two because there's so much dairy. 
So take out the dairy and I can have all that I want. So I was able to make this really awesome. It's like a seven layer dip if that's something that resonates more with you than taco dip. And made that, tried it out on my friends. It's always the best way to try out new recipes is on people that will tell you if it's gross and they won't eat it. (laughs) They all loved it. And most of them are not paleo or keto or dairy free, but the whole pan was gone by the end of the day. So I think that's a good sign. And I served that with cucumber slices for people that are low carb or keto. And then also had some grain-free tortilla chips, the Siete tortilla chips for those that wanted chips that aren't low carb or whatever. So uh, lots of different options there. And I don't know. I mean, I just kind of randomly decided I wanted to share this because it's real life. It's easy. I ate so much food. I was totally satisfied the whole day. I didn't feel like I was missing out or not eating what everyone else was eating or feeling like I had to bring my own food or anything like that. Just make things that everyone's going to love. And that's the beauty about keto foods is that they're all delicious. Most people are going to absolutely love what you have to bring. So just always make sure that you bring something that you're really excited to eat and that other people will probably like too, and you're good to go. That's what I really wanted to share. But it was a really fun weekend, lots of yummy food. And of course, there were things there that weren't keto, weren't paleo, weren't anything. And I just chose not to eat those things because they honestly didn't really look appealing at all. I've been doing this for so long now that they don't phase me. I'm always in situations where there are things like cakes and brownies and things like that, but I'm just not tempted or I don't desire them whatsoever because they're going to make me feel terrible. And quite honestly, I know how sweet they would taste. And for something to be so sweet now, it's completely unappealing. You know, it's something where like fruit is about as sweet as I can go. And then anything beyond that, it feels like I'm just eating pure sugar and like that doesn't taste good. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. And so it's just not that big of a deal to go to social events and have fun and eat a lot of food. Now, if you're not quite there yet, and there are many, many people who are still a little scared about going to social events because they may be tempted. Maybe you still do have a sweet tooth, which is totally fine and totally normal. And maybe that is something that would still be tempting. We'll talk about this a little later in the show too. But I think at that point when it's not something that's kind of this unconscious, you just don't want it thing, which you will get there for sure. And I know there's a lot of you who have been keto for a while and you're there and you understand that, yeah, it just takes time. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I really don't want that. But if you're not there yet, then it's just a decision. It is a conscious decision. Do you really want that? Or is that something that is kind of bringing back your past habits? Is this a conscious decision? I really want this. It's going to make me really, really happy. It's going to make me feel like I'm part of the party. And if I don't have this, I won't feel like I'm part of the party. If it's that, then make that choice and do it and enjoy it and be done with it. And don't think another thought. But if it's like, I'm back with all my friends who whenever we're together, I always used to eat all the cupcakes and it was this funny thing. So I'm just going to do that again, because that's the habit then that's a different decision, right? So all you have to do is be a little bit more conscious about what choice you're making and why. And if you are all about that cupcake and you want it and it's going to make you happy, like, do do it. Of course, you're not going to be the healthiest person ever for the five minutes that you're eating the cupcake, but that's okay. 
you're doing a lot of good things for your health right now. So having a cupcake here and there, when it's something that's going to provide you the utmost happiness, cool. You know, it's not something to totally fret about. But anyway, that was a tangent that I wasn't planning on. But just wanted to let you know, because it's something that comes up over and over and over again is how do I deal with these social situations? And it's just not nearly as hard as we make it out to be. Just a few quick notes, things that I'm just going to remind you of frequently, always on the show. If you are a current fat-burning female project participant, you've been through the course over the past almost two years, if at any point, then you are invited to the fat-burning female retreat that is coming up so soon, like a month and a half away. Crazy. But we are in the last week of being able to register and save your spot for that retreat before it's totally shut down because we got to get to planning. We already have a ton of stuff lined up. We're getting lots of vendors to provide us free products, which is so great. So we are going to be having these awesome treat bags and tons of really awesome food. And yeah, it's just so awesome. It's just going to be a great keto time. So if you haven't yet registered, make sure you go to my website. You will see it right there on the homepage. Right at seanminer.com is that chance to register and save your spot for the fat-burning female retreat. And then, of course, if you are not yet a fat-burning femaler, we do have another class coming up beginning of September. So I will announce that as it gets closer, the exact date for enrollment. But it's going to be that very first week in September. So be on the lookout. It's going to come up really fast because I think August is one of the quickest months of all, just with the end of summer and kids going back to school and getting school supplies and all that stuff for all of the moms out there. It goes by really fast. So before we know it, it's going to be September and that class will be starting If you don't want to wait until then, of course, there is always ongoing enrollment for the Fat-Burning Female Self-Study. I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from that class. Lots of ladies in there doing it on their own for now. There were also a lot of ladies that started that way and then moved on and rolled into the project just to get a little bit more support and to ask me questions and join in with all the other ladies. So That's always an option too. You can start with the self-study and then roll that over into the project when enrollment starts for that. So just little reminders there for all of you. But let's get into today's episode. The topic of today is signs you may be ketoing too hard. I chose this topic, as I said, super last minute. I was going to talk about something else today, but I just kind of was realizing that so much of what I talk about on this show and just in my social media posts and videos and everything else I do is these things that may be going on with your health and are keeping you from feeling as good as you could. So I have the Keto Roadblock series, which is the video series where I'm talking about all the other things, why you're in ketosis and not feeling great or not experiencing the benefits of ketosis, there's a tons of other reasons that I go through in that roadblock series, but I've also talked about here. It's just these other health issues that are outstanding that keto really can bring to light, which is so awesome. And there's honestly, many, many of you listening as women have these issues going on. But there's also times, and I don't think I talk about this enough, maybe I do, but it always bears repeating, There's also times when you're just ketoing too hard. You're just really trying this thing too hard and it's causing these same issues or similar things as to where you don't feel like you're doing keto correctly or you're not experiencing what you need to experience 
or want to experience and things just aren't going as well as you thought. And it's just because you're doing it too hard. You're just trying too hard. And, you know, I think this is a really common thing that I see, of course, which is why I have this whole podcast episode and where I got this entire list is just based on these comments and questions that I get all the time daily of women wondering what they're doing wrong. And it's literally, they're just trying too hard. So we're going to go through this list of these signs that may be you just trying too hard so that you know if that's something that's going on for you. But I think it's really common in this group of women. We are women who are really focused on our health. We really want to do the right thing. We want to get well. We want to get healthy. We want to lose weight. We want to be the best we can be. So we effort everything and we're used to efforting everything. I think really that's just kind of the overall consensus of today's female society is just all this effort to be the best mom, to be the best boss, to be the best employee, to be the best wife. Just all of these things we just are trying so hard. So then we also try really hard for our health, which is great. And we do all the tests. We listen to all the podcasts. We watch all the webinars we try every diet, we try every supplement, we do all of the things to be the best at our health. But a lot of times that keeps us in this cycle of not being truly healthy because it's hard. It's stressful. It's hard on our body. It's keeping us in this cycle. It's just too much. And I see this so much. I've always seen this before I was keto. You know, even when I was a trainer, I saw this with my clients and just efforting so hard to try to get to that goal, to that desired weight, to that desired strength level, all this stuff. And it's just overtakes everything. You know, it takes over our thoughts and our emotions and our time and energy and everything to the point where it's detrimental. And that could be what's going on for you and keto is it's just taken over. It's taken over. It's gone a little too far you have all the best intentions in the world for going keto, getting your health back, being the healthiest you can be, which is obviously amazing and the best goal you can have. But in the process, it's gone a little too far. And now you're struggling again, or you haven't gotten to that point where you want to get or your health is still in question or these things that you thought you would be healing or getting worse or aren't getting better, or now you have new symptoms coming up that you've never had before. And it could quite honestly be just because you need to take a little bit of a breather from keto. So of course, why am I this huge keto advocate, which I absolutely am, and I think you all know that, telling you to just step away from keto. Why would I ever tell you that? It's not because I don't think that you should be doing a keto diet. That is not it at all. I think most people on this planet would benefit very, very highly from keto. What I'm telling you to do is to not let it take over everything in your life, not let it be as much in the forefront as it maybe currently is for you, not let it be something that's taking over all your thoughts and your time and, and energy and actions and all those things because you're going to be perpetuating the cycle. So let's go over. I made a list this morning of 22 signs that you might be ketoing too hard. So I'm going to go through them. We'll go through them kind of quickly. 
I'll give a little background on why I say what I say. And you can see if any of these resonate with you or someone you know, or maybe it did at the beginning and then you found your groove and now you no longer have these issues. So you can relate in that regard. But let's just go through them because I think it might be interesting to note some of the similarities between this list and some of the lists I give when I say you might have another health issue underlying that you don't know about that's causing these things. They're very similar. So let's do it. One more quick thing before I get into it. I do want to remind you that this is not just for the ladies who are just starting keto. This can also be something and very, very often, like I would say over half of the emails and questions I get where I get background, it is something where that person was feeling really good with keto for a month or two, and then all of a sudden things started crumbling. And now these things are showing up. And really, that's almost more common because, you know, your body takes a little bit of time before like that stress of it just is too much. And then you really start showing these signs that you were ketoing too hard probably the entire time. So keep in mind, it's not just for these people who are just starting like a couple weeks ago and they're going, it's just keto flu and whatever. It's not that. It's actually more so for the people who maybe you're even doing keto right now and just started and you feel great, still be on the lookout for these signs. Or maybe you started keto a few months ago and now things are starting to decline. Is it because you're ketoing too hard? All right, let's find out. The first one, of course, have to talk about this because it's keto for women and something that is hugely, hugely on my mind for you is that your menstrual cycles have changed. So if you are currently menstruating and you lose your period, your periods become irregular, they become more painful or more prominent PMS, those things are showing that you could be ketoing too hard. So of course, if you came to keto with some sort of hormonal imbalance, which is hugely common, it could also just be that that transition period is kind of bringing that to the surface and eventually keto will actually really help to regulate your hormones, which is awesome because it will show up in your menstrual cycle. But if you're ketoing too hard, then you will see a change in your menstrual cycle, especially after the first month. So there's kind of some expectation that you might see a little bit of a wonky cycle for month one, but then after that, you should regulate. And if you don't, you're ketoing too hard, quite possibly. If you are not menstruating, if you are postmenopausal or going through menopause right now or have amenorrhea on the pill, whatever, and you're not menstruating, you will still see signs potentially of changes in your hormones. So changing in your hormones when you aren't menstruating would still be even having like PMS type symptoms at certain times of the month having an increase in like menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats, those things that we commonly expect women to feel somewhat going through menopause. You may see increases in those and those are just things that you kind of have to look for a little more intently if you aren't having a menstrual cycle because those would be a little less obvious, of course, than menstruating once a month, but you should still be able to pick out if you're having changes in your hormones. Number two, you're losing hair. We talk about this a lot on Keto for Women. It's a 
super huge topic in the keto community because there are so many women losing hair and that is not okay. That is not normal. That is not something that is expected when you are ketoing correctly. It is expected when you are ketoing too hard. So that is a huge, huge sign for me if someone's losing hair that they really jumped the gun. They got into things a little too quickly, a little too seriously, not enough fat, not in ketosis, not enough food, fasting too soon, all those things that is essentially ketoing too hard. If you're losing hair, huge sign. And keep in mind, losing hair is based on a stressful event that happened two to three months prior. So you may not lose hair until a few months after you start keto. So make sure you go back and think about that time if you do start seeing hair loss. Number three, you're exhausted. Of course, one of the biggest benefits of ketosis is having this awesome energy. If you aren't having that, of course, could be a lot of reasons, but might just be that you're ketoing too hard. Maybe you're not fueling your body enough, giving yourself enough energy, expecting that this fat adaptation has already happened and it hasn't. You know, there's a lot of possibilities there, but you might just need to keto a little less hard. And we'll talk about that, what that means. Don't worry. Number four, you're losing muscle and momentum in your workouts. So I think that this is, at least as far as the momentum in your workouts goes, I think that's to be expected and pretty common in the first maybe month of your keto transition. But beyond that, you should start feeling increases in your ability to get through a workout, your endurance, your strength. All these things should start to increase slowly, but increase as you become more keto adapted. If you notice yourself not gaining in your workouts and even worse, starting to lose muscle mass, you definitely could be ketoing too hard. Number five, your thyroid markers are declining. So of course, these are the markers we talk about most commonly here on the Keto for Women show, which would be TSH, free T4, and free T3. So those are the typical thyroid hormones that show your active thyroid support. And in keto, they can decline, specifically that free T3 can temporarily decline while you're making the keto transition. But if you are fueling your body properly, getting enough nutrition and nourishment, not fasting when you're not ready to fast, all these things we talk about here on KFW, if you are doing that, then it should regulate itself. It should pop back up, get to that normal zone where you feel comfortable. If that doesn't happen over the course of several months and you're monitoring it and you have this low thyroid function, you might be ketoing too hard. Number six, you're weight loss resistant. Of course, a huge, huge topic in keto for women, something we talk about here a lot, something we talk about in the Fat Burning Female Project a lot. Why are you not losing weight? Keto is supposed to make you lose weight, right? No, of course. We know that now. We know that just based on everything we've talked about here on the show. But one of the reasons, and there's many, we know that there's many reasons health related that might be why you're not losing weight. But one of them could be just that you're trying too dang hard. You are expecting it to happen. You are restricting even further when it doesn't happen. You're causing a huge metabolic mess and you are making yourself weight loss resistant because you're just trying too hard, not to mention all the stress that you're outputting and the cortisol that's going into this stress response 
that's keeping you stuck. So keep that in mind. Number seven, you're not sleeping. Ooh, so huge. This is a really big one because what I see, and as I've mentioned, I get a lot of my information about what works and what doesn't with women in keto through my own basically mini experiment I have going on with the ladies in the Fat Burning Female Project. Of course, I don't want to say it's an experiment because I know what to expect and I know what's going to happen and I know how to help these women. But it's still, it's so nice to see this validation time and time again where women who go through the Fat Burning Female Project and make sure that they are getting into ketosis slowly and safely, they're eating enough food, they're getting the nutrients. So we're eating real nutrient-dense foods and not weird keto products <laughs> and really making sure we're doing everything safely, one of the quickest things that they see change is the quality of their sleep, like within days. And then, you know, seeing women struggle with their sleep who are trying to go and make this keto transition a little too hardcore, their sleep suffers. I see it all the time. So that is a huge sign that you are causing a lot of stress in your body. And that stress response, that cortisol response is waking you up at night. It's also a sign that your blood sugar is taking a toll too. So you might still have some blood sugar issues that need to be healed, which of course keto will do, but you might also not be eating enough fat or not eating enough carbs or not eating enough protein or too much of any of those or not enough food overall, which is what I see most commonly You're just not eating enough food and that's showing up as a blood sugar response as well at night. So remember that if you're having sleep issues. Number eight, you're irritable. Of course, another huge benefit that we expect to see when we go keto is this mood stabilization because we are stabilizing our blood sugar, which is very commonly associated with how we feel emotionally and just fueling our bodies appropriately, getting into this better metabolic state with our fat burning and everything we expect to see, and that doesn't happen. So if that doesn't happen and you still feel yourself being irritable towards others or just you know not in the best mood, finding your moods to be changing quite a bit, fluctuating all over, then you might just need to back off from keto a little bit. Number nine, you have no interest in sex. So the libido changes. If your libido declines when you are keto, something's up. Because I can tell you from all the women in the class that one of the best things that they notice for themselves and their partners is this huge increase in libido. And that's just because you are regulating your hormones. You're getting those hormones back up to where they should be after probably years of having just low hormones of some sort, whether it be all, whether it be estrogen, whether progesterone, testosterone. Testosterone in particular is very much a part of a healthy libido. And a lot of women are very low in testosterone. So just being keto in a safe, healthy keto place can really boost that up quickly. So if you're not seeing that happen, or if it's declining, then it could simply be because you are just ketoing too hard. Number 10, you are bloated or water retained. So this is not something I think is commonly seen to be a possibility of ketoing too hard, but it is. 
And that really comes from the stress response involved in trying to do anything too hard. Because we talk about cortisol a lot, but that stress hormone cortisol, the adrenals will start secreting it more and it will show up as water retention and bloating because that is also responsible for your electrolyte balance, your salt water balance. And you will notice that that's not happening as balanced as it used to be or should be. And it's simply a stress response caused by ketoing too hard. Number 11, you're hungry. So we're moving on to those 10 were kind of like signs from your body. Now we're looking at signs from your brain, (laughs) essentially, or your thoughts around food, feelings around food. Actually, let me do number 11 and number 12 combined. You're hungry or you're never hungry because I think both of these are equally as important. And I think there's a lot of touting that goes on in the keto community about never being hungry. And I don't think that's a good thing. I really don't. I mean, I think that it's great to be able to go a few hours without eating. Yes. So to be able to go from lunch at noon until dinner at six or seven and not have to have these breaks for snacks or feel senses of hunger or anything like that. I think that's great. And I think that is a really good spot to be. I would say that that's a normal response. But to go beyond that and to not be hungry for 16 hours a day, I don't know. I would be concerned about the metabolic capacity and what's actually happening with your metabolic function for your body to not want nutrition. Again, don't have any science or anything to back that up, but it just doesn't seem intuitively right to me. So of course, there's so much going on about, oh, I fasted for this time and I wasn't hungry at all and I never get hungry on keto. I only have to eat one meal a day. And I don't know. I think especially for women, I'm not convinced that that's a good place to be. I think you should be in a spot of being hungry sometimes. I think that's a very normal, good reaction that's showing that your body is burning through what it needs to burn through and it needs nourishment. It needs nutrition. It needs nutrients micro and macro nutrients to be the best that it can be. So I'm talking about number 12 here and never being hungry. I think that might be a sign that you are just not eating enough or eating frequently enough. You're trying to fast a lot. And so you've downregulated your metabolic capacity. If you're always hungry, I think, you know, especially towards the beginning, you are probably not giving your body what it needs and what it wants. And it's given you the signs that it needs and wants more nutrients and you're ignoring it. And so it's often a case where you start out being hungry all the time and then you go into never being hungry because that's when that metabolic downgrade takes effect. So you're hungry, you're ignoring it because you're supposed to be keto, which means you're supposed to never be hungry. And then it actually happens but it's not necessarily the best thing to where you're never hungry. So if you can be in this spot where you eat when you're hungry, you eat enough food, you provide the nourishment, the nutrients that your body needs on a daily basis, you will find that you're hungry when you should be hungry and you're not hungry after you've eaten or when you're not supposed to be hungry. You're just on this really regular cycle of normal hunger cues. That's what you want. You want normal, regular hunger cues. You don't want to be in the spot of always or never. Of course, the case with most things, we don't want to be to any extreme, 
We just want to be somewhere in the middle where we're normally hungry. So if you're in either of those extreme categories, maybe ketoing a little too hard. Number 13, you have cravings. So I think this comes about as a mental thing that happens when you have told yourself you're going to diet. So this would more so come if you are ketoing too hard as a new diet plan. Because as I've mentioned many times on the show, what I see cravings to be is an unresolved mental component to your dieting tendencies. Because you've told yourself, this food is off limits. This is my favorite food. I can't ever have it. It's a no-no on the keto diet. And I'm the same way. If you tell me that I can never have this cookie again, and I, like I said at the beginning, cookies are so sweet now that I don't want them. But if you told me you can never have this again, all I want is that cookie. That is all I will think about. I will crave that cookie. I will think it's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to taste so good, but I can't have it. So I just have to live without it. And it perpetuates this cycle to where all I want is that cookie. And then, of course, if you actually eat it, it doesn't even taste that good, right? So if you are still in this place where you are craving things, of course, there is a really nice, awesome thing about keto is the balancing of the blood sugar that truly does eliminate your desire for a lot of sweet treats. But Beyond that, there's also a mental component. You haven't really taken the time to understand the keto lifestyle, to understand the difference between things being a diet and things being a lifestyle and making those changes mentally. And that is something I talk about a lot here. But if we need a whole nother episode, I'm happy to do that. So I think really taking that time to see this as something that there aren't any food labels then that becomes a lot easier. And those cravings melt away because you know that there aren't any foods you can't have. You're just making a choice of whether you want it or not every time that comes into your life. And sometimes you might, and sometimes you won't. And that's a lifestyle. So this is where ketoing too hard becomes this mental game that we play that we haven't quite taken a step back from yet. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Number 14 kind of goes hand in hand. You're having carb binges. So I think this could go a couple ways. I think it could go, again, that you're in this diet mentality with keto and you're really like, you started on Monday, you're gung-ho, you're going to do this, you're not ever going to cheat, you're going to make all this food and prep and you're never going to have sugar again. And all carbs are bad. (laughs) So you're only going to eat protein and fat for the rest of your life. You know, those kinds of things that we tell ourselves and this dieting space that really can kind of throw a wrench into our mental plans because those thoughts are what will for sure end up in some sort of craving or carb binge or something like that. So I think that it could come from the overstepping of all the rules and ketoing too hard as far as just being 100% into all the rules for sure, forever going to do this, die hard, dieter, then it's going to potentially lead to a carb binge because you've told yourself you can't. 
It could also lead to a carb binge if you're ketoing too hard because maybe you're just not eating enough carbs. Maybe you're way too low carb. Maybe your body wants a little bit more carb. Then instead of acknowledging that and doing something about it and having a little bit more sweet potato or something a couple times a week, you just eat all the carbs at once. And instead of making it a really healthy, great nutrient-dense choice like a sweet potato or plantain or squash or something like that, it's cake and chips and cookies and crackers and all of this processed crappy garbage, right? So I see that a lot just by there not being enough overall good nutrient-dense carbs in this healthy keto diet that you can have. So that could be a reason why too. Either way, we may be ketoing too hard. Number 15, all you think about is food. This is a big one that I can totally relate to. And this really comes, again, like I mentioned at the beginning, because we want to do it right and we want to do it well and we want to take care of ourselves and be on this diet and fix our health issues and lose weight and all this stuff. So we are gung-ho about doing it perfectly, putting all our effort into it. And then it's all we think about. So we think about what we're going to make for dinner. Then we think about what we're going to have for breakfast. And we think about where we're going to go over the weekend so we can have a keto-friendly meal out at a restaurant. And then we start calculating our food and getting back on our app and see how many carbs we can have for dinner and pre-planning our meals for the next day, totally based on our macros and just constant food, 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 keto, 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 keto. And it's all we're thinking about. I've been there. I was there for so, so long in my days as a trainer when I was kind of more of a bodybuilder type diet, quote unquote healthy, which I now realize was not at all. I had lots of blood sugar issues back then that I didn't recognize, but it really is this really bad place to be because one thing I believe so wholeheartedly is that we all think about food way too much especially those of us listening to Keto for Women who really want to take charge of our health and happiness. And food is a great place to do that. And we recognize that. But there's so much more to life. There is so much more to think about and to have fun doing and to learn about and just explore. You know, there's just a lot of things that we could potentially be missing out on in life and living life to the fullest and enjoying every moment because we're a little too focused on our food. We're spending a little too much time counting our macros on our apps and wondering what we're doing right and wondering what we're doing wrong and ketoing harder. I kind of had to shake myself out of this pattern also when I was so sick and I just lost so much joy in my life because I was so sick. And so now I vow to never be that way again. If you follow me on Instagram, if you see my stories, you know that I'm outside a lot. I'm doing fun things. I'm out with my friends. I'm enjoying life. I'm not here sitting thinking about food or keto or anything like that, except as far as my career goes, of course, and helping other women. But you know, I, I'm not here obsessing about my own diet because there's so much more that I want to be doing. And I don't want to miss any more opportunities to fully enjoy life. And you might find that thinking about food is enjoying. I agree to a, 
an extent. I love to cook. I love chopping vegetables. I love making food. I love being in the kitchen. It's one of my favorite things. It's very stress relieving for me. It helps me get into my zone. So there's a difference between that and just really having a hobby versus overthinking it because you want to do it right. You're trying to do the best you can. You're thinking a little too much about what's going in your mouth, what's going on your plate, and how well you're doing at keto. So you might be ketoing too hard if you're constantly thinking about keto or just food overall. Number 16, you think real food carbs are bad. So again, very similar conversation to the other ones we just had, but when we get into this place and I see it happen with, you know, real food carbs and by that I mean like the ones I mentioned, sweet potato, plantain, squash, fruit, those foods that come from nature that have a higher carb content like animal products. So that's kind of what I mean. I don't mean crackers, cookies, cakes, those kind of things. So obviously we know that real food carbs, that's what I'm talking about. But I also see this happen with protein. We start almost demonizing protein too because we've heard so much that we really have to regulate our protein intake to truly get into ketosis and to be keto. So all of a sudden, we are scared of all food except fat, basically. And that's not a healthy place to be. And so if you have started in this spot and you probably didn't even do it intentionally, you didn't go into this thinking carbs are bad. You just went into this thinking, I'm going to be keto. But then all of a sudden, this mental change happens to where we start getting scared of foods that aren't fat. And we start really trying to control them. And I think that mental space that you just got into this keto headspace, and now it's gotten a little bit extreme. And we've demonized really healthy, really nutrient-dense foods that are not for the most part, going to harm your body. So if you have done that, maybe time to back out a little bit and keto a little less hard. Number 17, you limit your veggie servings. So same deal. I see this with veggies a lot. People are scared, again, of anything that's not fat. So now you're having one serving of veggies a day and it's the same veggie every day. And so you're really losing out on some important micronutrients that would come from having a larger amount of veggie servings in your day, having different veggie servings in your day. And those micronutrients are really, really important for our overall health as a woman. So again, we're so excited and gung-ho about being keto and getting the right keto numbers and feeling amazing that we forget about nutrients and we forget about food as medicine. So it's not necessarily of course, ketone producing, great, also medicine, but food is also medicine, right? So there has to be that happy balance and limiting your nutrient-dense foods is a sign you're ketoing too hard. Before we move on with this episode, let me just take a minute to remind you all about the healing power of bone broth and more specifically, Oh So Good Bone Broth, who is a proud Keto for Women sponsor. Bone broth is the best, most nutrient-dense way that you can 
go to heal your body and heal your gut and improve your skin and nails and hair. The amino acid profile in bone broth is absolutely incredible, something we all need and a lot of us miss on a regular basis. Not to mention those micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals also provided naturally in bone broth that work to heal your gut and also to heal your immune system and to keep you healthy and well. That's why we are recommended to drink broth when we're sick or when we feel ourselves getting sick. And to have that in a package that is so delicious and so easy, all you have to do is grab a pack of oh-so-good bone broth out of your freezer, let it thaw, put it into a pot, and you can use it either in recipes for whatever you're making that day, or my personal favorite is to just drink it straight out of a mug. It's very comforting and warm. I love to do it before bed. It's kind of my nighttime ritual. It calms me down, makes sure that I'm nice and healthy heading into bedtime, and I have those nutrients ready to go. Oh So Good Bone Broth is 100% the best tasting broth out there. It is the best one I have ever had. I've tried them all. I am a huge fan of the flavors of the bone broth that they have there at Oh So Good. My favorite is the Signature. I highly recommend that. A close second is the spicy pork. So make sure when you are placing your order with Oh So Good, you grab those two and just give them a try. Let me know if you think they're your favorite too. And just make sure you always have some around. I know you can make your own, but there's just times when all of a sudden you or your family member feels like they're coming down with something and you need some broth immediately, but you don't have any bones. You don't have the time to make some broth. And it's just really nice to have that in the freezer ready to go for whenever you or your family needs it, which really, honestly, it's an everyday thing. You need to be making this a ritual so that it gets into your health care routine because it is a much needed part of that. So head to ohsogoodbones.com and get $10 off your order when you use the code KETO, the number for women. That's O-S-S-O goodbones.com and use the coupon code KETO, the number for women to place your order, get $10 off. Make sure to try all those flavors. Try the soups too. They are phenomenal and so easy to pull out and have around for a quick dinner. Uh, Just so great. Everything's so good there. I promise you're going to be obsessed. 18. You know exactly how many carbs and net carbs you eat every single day. So this goes back to just really overthinking it all, really using those apps a little too much, making food a calculation instead of what it is, which I've always said is a combination of nourishment and pleasure. It's truly what I think food is because food tastes good. Keto foods are the best tasting foods in my opinion. So it's pleasurable to eat and it should be. It shouldn't be, okay, I have this many net carbs. I can eat the rest of the day. So this is what I'm going to have. It just, when we make this calculation, we are missing the point in a major, major way. Number 19, you're going through ketone test strips quicker than bacon strips. So this is one I see all the time and I have to keep reminding ladies in the project, you don't need to test your ketones every single day. You definitely don't need to be testing them multiple times today. That's just a recipe for total confusion. So if you are over-testing, it's because you're over ketoing. 
just relax on the test strips, test a few times a week, give yourself a break, save the money because they're not the cheapest things in the world. And don't go through those test strips so quickly. And if you are, you're ketoing too hard. Number 20, you're doing everything right in air quotes and still not in ketosis. So I see it all the time. We back away from keto and live our lives a little bit and we get into ketosis. If you're overthinking it and you're not in ketosis, just don't think about it so much. Take a break from testing. Take a break from calculating and and wondering what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And then give it a few weeks and test again. You'd be surprised at what you see. This is 21, almost there. You haven't had a conversation with your family in months because you're too busy listening to keto podcasts. This is something I brought up on the panel at KetoCon when I was back a few months ago there because someone was talking about or asked a question about how to find out more information. And I don't even remember what the question was, but my answer was listen to music instead of podcasts. Now, of course, I have a keto podcast. And of course, I want you all to listen every week. But if it's causing you to be totally stressed out, then don't. And I hope that that's doing the opposite. That's why I have this podcast is to just kind of remind you that it doesn't have to be so hard and it doesn't have to be so stressful. And it's okay if you're not perfect on keto. And it's okay if you don't feel the greatest on keto. All these things that we talk about here on KFW. So of course, I want you to keep listening. But I also want you to do something else, to have another hobby, to have something else going on, to enjoy time with your friends and family, to get back to talking to your friends and family a little more, to get back to listening to music. That is something that I have done in the past probably six months or so. I used to be a podcast fiend, like nonstop listening to podcasts all day, every day, all the time in the car. And now I listen to music in the car. I never listen to podcasts because I love music too. I love finding new music. I tell you, getting a membership to Spotify has totally changed the game for me in music. I think it's great and it gets me in a really good mood. And so, you know, maybe that's something you could do where you spend maybe even just an hour less or so a week researching and watching the videos and reading the blogs and listening to the podcasts and do something else. Find a new hobby, find something else to research and learn about. Get out of the space just a hair, but don't stop listening to Keto for Women. I'll still be here. Last one, 22. You don't go to restaurants or social functions because you don't know what you'll eat. So this was kind of why I started the podcast, talking about what I brought and made for my sister's birthday party. And it's just a reminder that, you know, if you feel like you can't live the life that you had prior to keto while being keto, you're doing it too hard. You should never have to compromise your connections because of a diet of any sort or really anything that you do to change your health status. You should be able to do both. You should be able to continue your friendships, continue seeing your family, continue making new friends, going and doing all the things and still be keto. And maybe that means that you're not perfect. If that's what allows you to continue the social life that you had is that you're not perfect when you're out, that's okay. But maybe you'll find that you can. You can do both. You can eat what you want to eat. You can stay in ketosis. You can stay away from the cupcakes and still keep your friendships because that's more than likely going to be the case. I mean, if you have friends that won't be friends with you unless you're not keto, you might want to rethink those friendships. It should be a supportive situation. But 
I think that if you're scared to do any of those things or to go to your favorite restaurants or whatever, then you might just be thinking about keto a little too hard. So now that we've gone through this list and you might have noticed some of these things in yourself and now you're thinking, well, what does it mean to keto too hard and how do I unketo hard? <laughs> and really, I'm not telling you to get out of ketosis. That is not the point of this topic. I think what I'm telling you to do is to remind yourself of what you're actually trying to do. What you're actually trying to do is to get healthy and stay healthy by maybe prevent future health complications, maybe reverse out of current health issues. Of course, any number of things that we have going on, we all have different goals in mind, but we have those goals. So when you are doing keto, as we are in this space for a health purpose, keto is a means to get there, but not if it's going to be stressful, not if it's going to be something that is an obsessive component to your life. So getting healthy is the goal. Having a certain ketone number is not the goal. Having a bad relationship with food is not the goal. Having a poor relationship with your body is not the goal. Those things are not healthy. And we want to get healthy. So it seems like ketoing too hard is perpetuating this state of unhealthiness if those things are happening. So we just need to work on the relationship with our body, work on the relationship with our food, work on the relationship with the stress that we cause ourselves, and do that work as well as be keto, perhaps. So in that regard, you're not spending so much time thinking about the food on your plate, the keto numbers you're getting, the weight you're not losing, the benefits you're not seeing, but you're understanding, you're taking time to just learn more about your body overall. You're eating foods that you know make you feel good. You are having carbs if carbs sound good. You're having these real food, nutrient-dense carbohydrates sometimes. You're having more protein because you've started noticing some muscle loss and you want to regain that. So you're having more protein. You're just taking a few steps back from everything you think you should be doing and focusing more on the end goal, which is your health. So maybe that does mean that you're backing all the way out of ketosis for a little bit and you're kind of getting a better relationship with food first. You're working on reversing out of that diet mentality so that you can go back into keto with a better relationship with this idea of it being a lifestyle and then you won't get into the spot of ketoing so hard. So I just have this conversation with you to make you aware that it's more of this full spectrum of things that you are doing for your mind, body, health, soul, spirit, all of the things. It's this full spectrum of just getting to know you and your body better and not just ketoing as hard as you possibly can because that's going to fix everything because it's not. And so I think that's kind of the like soapbox thing I wanted to say. But then also I want to just, you know, basic, if you're ketoing too hard, it's more than likely because you are not eating enough food. So you've taken to fasting a little too soon. You're scared to eat food. So you are only eating fat or something like that. And your overall amount 
on your plate isn't enough. You potentially aren't even in ketosis. So you're causing this low carb purgatory. You've gone into keto a little too fast, a little too quickly. So that could mean you're actually physically ketoing too hard and too soon for your body. You know, all the things that we talk about all the time here on Keto for Women and the reason why I have the Fat-Burning Female Project and Self-Study so that you don't do that, so that there is no ketoing too hard. That's exactly what I'm trying to negate in everything that I do with this show and with my courses. So it could be something as simple as that, and you haven't made it a lifestyle and all these things that we're talking about, but it could also be that you are focusing on keto when you really need to be focusing on so many other things and all these other relationships going on with you and your body and food and and these other things. So there's just a lot. And I know that that got a little deep, but I do see that so often we almost use keto and ketoing too hard as a band-aid to not look into the deeper issues, to not look into the other stuff that's going on to where we have to control our food. We have to do whatever diet like insert diet here, too hard. We have to keep overthinking and overanalyzing and just really controlling something. And so now we control our food. This is a really common thing, really common in keto. And then we start experiencing all of this negative stuff. So I have 22 things I could have kept going, but I just eventually thought 22 was enough for an hour. You know, there's so many things that we experience physically, mentally, emotionally, these negative symptoms that happen because we're doing anything too hard because we're controlling too much. So just take a step back, find some other things to do, start a new hobby, get off the app and just learn how to eat intuitively. Listen to your body, see what it wants to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really get to know what you actually truly crave. Just take the time to do it all. It makes such a big difference And then you know you can be in this for the lifestyle, which is what we are really trying to do here. Okay, that's it for today. I hope that made sense. I know it was a lot, but maybe you found that in yourself. Of course, if you think this episode or any episode of the Keto for Women show would be good for a friend or a family member that you know, please make sure to share it. That is really the best way that we all can be part of this amazing keto movement that's happening right now. We can all have little chunks of success story in us by sharing it with others that could benefit. So I would love for you to do that. And with that, I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.